Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited today to be talking about Disney films. There's live action remakes are not my favorite, but uh, the live action remake of Aladdin has been a really interesting one to watch uh, unfold uh, the highs and lows of the marketing campaign, you might say, and then to watch the uh, final film and we're going to talk about it and uh, we're going to dive into the spoilers uh if you can spoil a, <laughs> a remake of a film from 1992 uh but that's nevertheless what we're going to do so we're going to go over kind of point by point uh the the uh the, the film whether we like the choices not like the choices it's going to be fun and i'm rachel and i'm joined by my friend richard hello yeah thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah, that's my pleasure yeah so uh, how do you feel about the original aladdin where does it sort of hold f for you in the pantheon of disney classic animated films i would say it is one of my favorites i i, I was five when it came out so i'm pretty i don't like actively remember seeing it at the cinema but i think i must have mm -hmm. I mean, we, we watched the vhs all the time it, yeah. it, it was definitely one i always felt very fondly towards yeah yeah, it's really wonderful. I I didn't connect with it the same way I connected with Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. I was just hair older, just a little bit, uh, and I uh, I I think because it was a, a boy's story, you know, about Aladdin. I yeah. I, I still liked it a lot, but it, it I didn't connect with it quite as much as Belle or, or Ariel's story as a kid yeah i can't i can't really remember whether i connected to it more because it was a boy's story yeah i don't know, I don't know when i really felt forced on that level mm. but it was the one i definitely enjoyed but uh i loved the music and i i thought then that robin williams the genie was just amazing and i oh, still yeah. do i think that it's arguably the greatest vocal performance is certainly in the history of disney uh but pos i think in the history of animation period i think it's one of the best yeah if yeah. not the I mean, best yeah i mean a lot of it was improv wasn't it he just yeah. he did he just do his own thing and the animators had to work around him whatever yeah. He yeah he would i i literally i think they just it's they put him in a, a room with just a bunch of props and stuff and just said go at it and and just he just would riff for hours on like that opening scene when he's uh the peddler and he's selling his things and he's talking about tupperware and stuff like that like that was just him with a bunch of stuff that he was just making jokes about and he could go on for hours doing that and and so it's it's amazing it's really remarkable and and the the music uh it was kind of our last taste of howard ashman and then tim rice came in and the uh that kind of broadway style of music that uh was so popular in the uh disney renaissance yeah. and it's just so much fun and i i don't really even think that there's a bad song in the in the whole movie no uh, definitely not no it's not like well, one of the was it the lyrics that howard, howard ashman had worked on then just remind me yes he worked on that he's a lyricist and i don't know which songs he wrote and which ones tim rice wrote uh because of course howard ashman had uh passed away before beating the beast came out yeah. 
And so I don't know which ones he wrote and which ones he didn't write, but, but anyway, it was kind of just the last of the one of that true sort of feel. You still have a little bit of that feel, I think in Pocahontas, I guess a little bit, but uh, there's just something about those three that are really special. Those, uh, the, uh, uh, and then you know, Lion King would kind of take it in more of a poppy direction, more of a less, a little bit less of a Broadway, I think, feel and that you would have. And I think the Hunchback of Notre Dame actually has a lot of classical elements to it. It's, it's less of a show tunes feel to me. And then you've got gospel, of course, in Hercules, which oh, yeah. is, random uh and you have definitely pop in tarzan full-on full-on pop and uh so i don't know it's just sort of a it's an interesting thing Mm. yeah Yeah. so but i i you know i do love that original uh, aladdin i think that that because the genie is so great some of the some of the other characters could be feel a little bit bland uh to me and i do think it's not as artistically i think beautiful as little mermaid or beauty and the beast but it's still really really good i really enjoy it and it's definitely my top 20 uh of disney animated films yeah yeah, it's definitely in my probably in my top five definitely in the top 10 for me Mm -hmm. yeah so if you want to listen to more analysis of the 1992 film you should check out our talking disney episode with me and stanford uh, talking about that we go into pretty deep detail about that movie and so today we're talking about the new version how did you feel going into the theater were you expecting the worst or how you know this marketing was pretty pretty not the best how did you feel about it yeah, the marketing didn't really give you much to get especially excited about, I felt. Mm-hmm. Even like that little video on, of, uh, of the Prince Ali song, it didn't, it didn't really sound, it didn't have that much energy to it compared to the original. Yeah. But, but I still went to see it here, because, partly because I was interested to see how it would, how it would compare, and also because I still thought it would be, it would be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, have you been a fan of these live-action remakes in general? Hey. I definitely really liked some of them. I really enjoyed Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the Jungle Book was quite good. Beauty and the Beast, though, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. What, the ones like uh, Maleficent was, was pretty terrible. And um, does, I'm not sure Alice in Wonderland really counts as a remake because it's meant to be like a sequel or something, isn't it? The Alice in Wonderland? Was... Yeah, technically, I think it still is in the same this sort of family of movies to me but yeah if you're going to be technical uh you know same thing with mary poppins returns i think i still count it in this grouping even though technically it's a sequel mm-hmm. i just it feels the same to me yeah, well, I, thought he, I thought mary poppins was okay mary mm-hmm. poppins returns rather yeah. yeah so it's it's an interesting thing i really loved pete's dragon i really yeah, loved good. i haven't yeah. actually seen the original though i did, I did see the the remake in the in the cinemas and thought that yeah. was very good but i haven't actually seen the original film yeah my favorite are uh pete's dragon and then uh then cinderella and then jungle book are, are my favorites of these of this series so it's an interesting thing and i i think that aside from naomi scott saying that she was 
you know, modernizing uh, Jasmine, which I can understand now in retrospect after seeing the movie, why she said yeah, that. You can understand what she meant by that, yeah. Yeah, but it just came off as kind of not the best. And because uh, she is a pretty modern character. The only thing that I think in the original that she, uh, that I, I think what made it controversial, I think she said that, oh, she's not just after a man. It's like, what? That doesn't make any sense because she may not be wanting to be Sultan in the original, but she certainly wasn't just after a man by any stretch of the imagination. And so that was a little, a little frustrating but yeah. for the most part, they, they weren't that bad compared to being the Beast as far as uh, continually sort of talking about how they were making it better. And, and uh, that, that was very frustrating for me uh, in this one. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing, these remakes. But uh, how did you feel after you saw the movie? What was your overall opinion of well, it? Well, I thought, I thought it was only okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely kind of felt the, the nostalgia effect when I was first watching it and listening to the old songs again mm-hmm. and and I was quite liking some of the I was quite interested in some of the changes that they made but I found, I found myself going a bit uh, getting a bit tired around the middle of it mm-hmm. by, by the time he's become Prince Ali and they have that whole festival yeah but yeah I, mean, I I'm not that far off actually I I were left having very mixed feelings about it I felt like I I I felt like I really enjoyed Jasmine and Aladdin more than I expected to. That's for sure. And I thought that they did a really good job. They had nice chemistry. I thought that they were good in, in their roles. And I, I thought that whole new world was really quite good. I enjoyed that sequence. We'll talk more about it, but, yeah. and, but I was very mixed on the genie. I thought when Will Smith was doing his sort of hitch <laughs> in Agrabah routine, that was funny. And I enjoyed that. Uh, but when he's the blue genie, I just felt like they sucked a lot of the humor out of this movie. And I didn't want them to redo what Robin Williams did, but I was expecting them to replace those jokes with new jokes, maybe mm. a little bit more contemporary, maybe because that's what they do in the Broadway musical or in the Disneyland show that was there for forever. And so the fact that you could go through Prince Ali and not have a, except for except for genie and drag not have a single joke and that was kind of a bummer and you don't have a single joke from from iago not one no because he no because he's, he's very happy he's handled very differently iago isn't he he's yeah like, just a he, just a parody makes a quite occasional occasional quips yeah really. so that i don't know it just felt like it all felt very surface level to me mm. and uh kind of checking off boxes but it wasn't i enjoyed like i said if it's aladdin's movie and i enjoyed aladdin <laughs> that's that's good but i it wasn't enough that i could go fresh on it i i just i gave it five out of ten so i was right down the middle as far as what i liked and didn't like i have seen it twice and uh, so we're just going to dive in and talk about it okay. so it starts out with the genie telling the story to these kids yeah and obviously that's different from our original the peddler man which was a good choice because <laughs> the original peddler was especially voiced by a, a obvious non-arab person uh it 
wasn't the best. So this is a good, a pretty good choice, I think. I thought it was interesting because in the in the original, the peddler is supposed to be the genie, isn't he? They were supposed to reveal yeah. at the end that he was a genie, but they cut that bit out. And yeah, he, and you can see that they were doing the same thing in this one because you know that Will Smith is a genie. Yeah, that's 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 right. And uh, yeah, obviously you know that uh, that Will Smith is the genie, so you know he's going to be telling these kids the story. Yeah, and it's it's a. Uh, I had heard that he was going to have a love interest, so I I, was, yeah. I I figured pretty on what was going on, but uh, I I you felt know, like you know who it was then. Yeah, yeah. I felt like they should have just let Will Smith be sing like will smith not try to be a broadway singer or they should have mm -hmm. dubbed him or something i don't know what but i his his voice was kind of weak it didn't have the uh the strength of a broadway singer to me and i wish that they had just let him go full-on hip-hop and just do something really different with it because it just wasn't quite there wasn't quite good enough but I suppose that's nitpicking, but I don't know. I just like my singers and musicals to be good singers. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he started singing, I was feeling like it's not really fitting the song. Yeah. Very well. And the, the main thing I took away from the songs in this film was that I, I really enjoyed the actual music, but the singing was was more average. Yeah. And I, and I was really getting into Arabian Nights after a while. But I don't know if it's because of more because of the music than because of Will Smith's voice. Yeah. I mean, it so wasn't really a total train wreck like Emma Watson singing, but it it just wasn't quite there yet <laughs> for me. <laughs> but uh, but they do. It's longer Arabian yeah. Nights than in the original, and they obviously change some of the words. Yeah. Uh, it's from uh, things, and uh, then we get. Uh, he starts to tell the story and then we get one step and they, they kind of changed, I mean, one jump. We, they kind of changed things around. Like he yeah. feeds the kids before the song. Jasmine starts out uh, having run away and uh, giving out the, uh, um, the bread to the kids. And which I always felt like was kind of a kind of, a stupid thing for her character to do like she especially in this one where she's supposed to be uh, a, a sultan uh, or want to be the sultan she has to know you have to pay for things i mean yeah. that's it's, pretty it's, stupid even this film seemed a bit uh seemed a bit confused about it didn't it when it, why why she does that when she actually knows yeah. how money works yeah it's weird and and it also starts out with aladdin feeding the children Hmm. and uh he sells a, a bracelet to the to the person so he's like out outright like a thief of jewelry and stuff which is a little bit different like in the in the animated film it's more just just to eat yeah gotta eat to live gotta steal to eat yeah it's not i don't really remember him maybe i'm wrong but i don't really remember him stealing stuff like jewelry and things but I think, we, I think we do only see him stealing food yeah like he yeah. steals a watermelon later on yeah he's more outright a thief in this in this uh movie and uh so then the uh the one jump it's probably the most guy richie sequence of the whole movie as far as the director 
uh, because of the way it's kind of cut and there's some like slow motion and the way it kind of moves. Uh, I think it feels the most like the director to me. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of movement all through the buildings, isn't there? Yeah, and sometimes the, the movement was kind of sped up which was weird, which was interesting. And you know, he's kind of leaping from building to building to building. Yeah. Now, I will say my main experience with Guy Ritchie is his, uh, his crime films like Snatch and uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Uh-huh. I, uh, what else did? Yeah, I mean, we were, those of us who saw King Arthur, most of us were very nervous about, about him taking on Aladdin. And so I guess it's good that it's not a total train wreck. That's for sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely not as um, gritty and he, his, his, film, his films are tend to be gray, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was kind of a lot of blue in this movie. A lot of scenes at night that were a little bit not the best. But, but anyway, this sequence, I actually enjoyed it. I did, yeah. I know that, uh, that a lot of people I've heard say they didn't really like that mixture of Guy Ritchie with it, but I liked it. I liked kind of the the leap from the building kind of thing where she's going to pull vault to the building and and you know it's similar to an animated film with the do you trust me and and uh thing it's it worked for me yeah. i was gonna say do you feel do you feel some of the bits at the beginning were a bit rushed because i mean like if you first see the cave of wonders in like the introductory sequence without any kind of mm-hmm. explanation about it and then as you say jasmine when we first meet her is already in the market yeah, I don't know anything about her at that point. So I kind of, I got kind of thinking. I was feeling like it kind of relies on you having seen the original. I'm not sure what yeah. any children of this generation would think if they were, unless they're yeah. not looking into it that deeply. But if, this, they, if they haven't seen the original, then yeah. I wasn't sure how they'd take to it. The second time I saw it, there was a little girl next to me that was very restless. That was not, it was a little frustrating because she was crawling all over things and banging on the seat and she was not invested at all. And so I, I, obviously that's just one little girl, but it kind of made me wonder is, is this appealing, especially things like invading a neighboring country and some of these plot elements that's like, kids don't care about that. Like that's not interesting to them. Like the tax dispute in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, right. <laughs> no trade, trade routes, right? And I, yeah, I think that this felt the added. It's weird because it was rushed at times, rushed in the character motivations, but then also you could feel the extra thirty minutes for sure. Hmm, yeah, I think yeah. so. You gotta wonder if Guy Ritchie may wanted to like put some extra, like um, obviously it's not realistic because it's like a, a fantasy, but maybe he wanted to put some extra realism we have all these have a bit more politics in there yeah but, yeah but then you can kind of see why that that stuff was mainly left out of the original film yeah i mean i i've long thought that i think these remakes are more made for adults than they really are made for kids uh the, the adults take their kids but as far as what they're really made for i i think they include a lot of stuff that i, I don't i feel like many adults kind of view animation in sort of a dismissive way that it's for kids it's not as good or whatever and then they can go to these remakes and have all that nostalgia for the stuff they love but this is somehow sort of elevated because it's live action and uh, so then they include these kind of sort of explanations uh, to sort of try to cover the flaws 
yeah. of the previous films and and kids don't care about that they they, they, no, the, they no the they, kids the kids aren't the kids aren't counting how many years the, the beast was under the curse are they right yeah they're not they don't need to know the origin story of aladdin's mother and aladdin's father they don't need to know about jasmine's mother like stuff or Belle's mother that that's not important to a kid <laughs> but it's interesting so we get to see jafar and he's telling his people you need to bring me the diamond in the rough and uh the the his henchman says you were not born to be sultan and isn't second is enough and he says it will never be enough hmm. and i really disliked their portrayal of jafar yeah jafar just really did not work in this film no i don't know if you if you may have got a different actor maybe someone who's slightly older or a bit more or maybe be a bit more menacing it might have worked better but he just he's not he, he's not intimidating at all He's not, he doesn't seem particularly evil. A lot, no. a lot of time he kind, of, he kind of seems petulant, really. Yeah, he was annoying. He wasn't powerful or strong, really, at all to me. And I, I just, he reminded me of uh, the villain in uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War, who I also found kind of grating and just sort of more irritating than scary. And... I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but I, I, don't, I just, I did not like this Jafar at all. And I'm like, who cares about you and your stupid wars? I don't, that does not, that's not interesting to me. And I think one of the like weaknesses of the original Aladdin is you don't get a really good dishy song, like a villain song. And except for you get, this is a reprise of Prince Ali. Yeah. And I think that that's a missed opportunity here. If you're going to add something, why not get somebody who's scary, first of all, and second of all, who could do a really fun villain song? That would be great. Yeah, because he never sings at all in this film, does he? No. Yeah, maybe, maybe, so maybe the actor didn't feel he could, he could pull it off, but then they, then they could have dubbed it, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway that's jafar uh, i did like how i know it's since some controversy some fans haven't liked the fact that they have both aladdin and jasmine sort of more covered than in the animated version but i actually appreciated that as somebody who appreciates modesty and think modesty is beautiful i liked the fact that they were more covered personally no i didn't i wasn't bothered by by, by anything like that i did I, I did like the costumes overall i thought he Particularly with Aladdin, I thought he would have thought like if he'd had like just a little fez like in the, the like in the animated one, it wouldn't have quite looked as good at live actions. He's got a bit of a bigger bigger headgear, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I liked I did, it. Yeah, I did I did like the costumes overall. Yeah, me too. And we like I said, we found out some backstory about Jasmine's mother that she was from the uh, the uh, the kingdom allied kingdom wasn't yeah it? she's from the kingdom that jafar wants to attack mm. and uh, that she died and they've kept jasmine in sort of hiding ever since because they said she was killed wasn't she and that's never explained there was a, yeah. i was expecting some kind of reveal like jafar killed her or something yeah that's true they never explain it it's probably just some mysterious mother killing disease <laughs> that they get in or, or she was assassinated or something <laughs> yeah uh, but they hide uh, Jasmine 
from everybody. She's not allowed to leave the castle and because they're fearful. So yeah, that would make sense. There's some kind of attack or something. But anyway, and we get Aladdin saying, a little sad having only a monkey for parental figures. Mm. So <laughs> and you hear them both saying, sometimes I feel like I'm trapped, like I can't escape what I'm born into. And so that's very similar to what you get in the animated film yeah. when they're sitting and looking at Agrabah. Yeah, Abu, Abu steals Jasmine's bracelet and, uh, and then the, the guard at the castle tells Aladdin, you were born worthless and you'll die worthless. Yeah, because because again that feels rushed, doesn't it? It's not like it's not even the the other prince who says it to him, is it? Yeah, it's just like an offhand remark. Yeah, and I can't remember which because it is the you're right in the original. It's the that other prince who gets kicked out, uh, and you get a little one jump reprise there. And I think that that the whole character of Hakim, I thought was so odd. Like all of a sudden, I can't remember if he, I think he's in that scene. And it was like, it was just felt so weird to me that all of a sudden he's the one, this character we haven't gotten to know at all is making these like crucial decisions. And Hakeem, what's your loyalty? We're like, what is going yeah, yeah. on? As in when, later on when Jafar becomes Sultan, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Someone Who's your loyalty, Hakeem? Yeah. I'm like, what? That was It was kind of feeling like Jafar had wasted his first wish just because people can... They, they can just decide I, yeah. he's not the Sultan. That's right. He's playing the prince that gets uh, his uh, gets attacked by Raj in the original uh, mm -hmm. and gets running. He runs out. Is played by Billy Mangason. And I don't know. What do you think about this? Did you think he was too much, or did you think it was funny? Yeah. Oh, it was quite funny. I kind I, I kind of liked how he's obviously like he's is he meant to be Scandinavian or something. Something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. kind of gave gave. gave Gave the emphasis on how there's like a, on the size of the world beyond Agrabah, didn't it? Yeah. It? Yeah. It was fine. It was used just enough. It had been used more than I would have gotten irritated, but he was just in a couple scenes. So it was yeah. fine for me. Yeah. There were, yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't in it enough to be annoying. Yeah. So what did you think of Rajesh, uh, the tiger? What do you think of, do you think that CGI I looked good? I thought the tiger looked pretty good. Yeah. I thought for the most, I'm not that picky compared to some people uh, with those kinds of things. It, it was okay for me. Uh, it, it, it did the job. Uh, yeah. But this is when we find out that Jafar wants to go to war, that he thinks Sharabu uh, is a joke. He hates them. We find out it's the mother's kingdom. And we also find out that Jasmine wants to be sultan. So yeah. how did you feel about this upgrade uh, for Jasmine, that giving her sort of a career goal that she has, as opposed to just kind of wanting to be overall free, like in the original. I didn't necessarily think it was um, it was better than the original, but it, the original worked for for how it was in in the whole of that film. But I did I did quite like how he how he gave you like how they gave Jasmine a more specific goal, and it, mm -hmm. and kind of more more something that um, as you said, aid is. It's more, it's more like towards the, the adults who are watching. Yeah. Or he, I don't, he, I don't know if any like, um, he, yeah, he, young girls watching would feel empowered by it. That's, that's probably what people would hope. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I thought that Naomi Scott was so good that well, yeah. it kind of worked for me. But I, I don't think it's a material improvement from the original. Mm-hmm. I think the both cases were, you know, strong characters, and I, I didn't mind her wanting to be Sultan though. I thought that was pretty good. But I, I think that that's is something that's in there for. Uh, almost more for the parents to feel like, ooh, I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking my kids to this empowering thing more than I think it's really that different, like you said, from the original. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I just like like the fact that they, whether they were doing it, changing things like this, just um, so, just yeah. so it wouldn't be just a rehash. And I, I did think it was kind of groan worthy that they have Jafar saying that inexperience is dangerous and that borders without walls are make you vulnerable to attack which you know with walls being like such a huge hot button thing it was kind of like okay fine (laughs) and and then he he tells uh he tells jasmine better for you to be seen and not heard and that's when we get the first edition more quiet edition of speechless this oh, yeah. is the song written by uh, posik and paul who did la land and greatest showman and all of this stuff and i both versions of this song especially the second one i really like the song and i think she sings it very well but it doesn't it doesn't feel as out of place in this first version but the second one we'll talk about it more definitely feels like a very different songwriting team than the rest of the music well the, well, the first one lasts about 30 seconds doesn't it yeah that's true yeah and then i i wasn't that big of a fan of the songs for us i mean she sang it fine yeah but uh he, but it was uh he, it just he, it almost felt like pop really it is yeah i agree yeah like i don't know if you noticed but uh, we, when they when they were first when they first announced the film there were talks that they were going to cast this um this singer called uh, Jade Furwall as Jasmine. She's part of this group called Little Mix. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of them, but he, but, he, but she's she's primarily a singer. I don't I don't think she has any acting experience besides like being in performing arts school. Uh huh. Well, that's kind of, he, kind of wondering how that would have been if she had been yeah. playing Jasmine. Whether she. But I completely agree. It's not a Broadway song at all, really. I. Uh, or at least it's certainly not a Broadway song in the feel of something from the the 90s Broadway era, Mencken, Ashman, that whole yeah. thing. It it might fit in maybe more with something like, I don't know, something like Tangled, maybe. Uh, that's a little more poppy uh, and feel. But it definitely stood out. I still, I like the song, but yeah, I agree. I think its placement was weird. Uh, but then you get Aladdin returning the bracelet and sneaking in and uh, you have kind of a fun little scene between them uh, and where he thinks the, uh, the maid, uh, the handmaid, I can't think of her name. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. She is the princess. And so that's, that's kind of fun. We got like Jasmine kind of gesturing to her, just, just go along with this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. And then Jafar saying, he sees a city where I see an empire. So, and uh, I thought they, I just wasn't a huge fan of the way they handled Iago. 
And I especially hated when they make Iago the giant, massive bird thing. Yeah, I was I was pretty let down by that climax. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, it kind of felt like they were kind of going more. I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but it, it just kind of felt more like they were going for more like the kind of modern style of action. Yeah. Rather like this called this more this more fantastical action that was in the original film with the giant cobra and the hourglass and all that. Yeah, I agree. You get Aladdin saying, if you don't own anything, you have to act like you own everything. So there was kind of that. That was a pretty good line. And, uh, and I did like also the line of the Aladdin, don't cats clean themselves? <laughs> clean the cat. That was pretty good, I thought. Oh, and, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was in the earlier scene with Jasmine and Dahlia, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so Jafar catches Aladdin takes him to the Cave of Wonders. I was a bit confused by the Cave of Wonders because as before, they're told not to touch anything. And yeah, it does look like Abu does touch some things in there. He just like, he kind of wanders over the coins. Yeah. Well, he definitely touches coins for sure. I guess it's just the jewels in this case. Before that, you do have a little conversation between Jafar and Aladdin, him telling her, telling him that Jasmine is the princess. Yeah. And he tells him, I steal an apple, you're a thief steal a kingdom you're in uh, you're immortal and and they're kind of making they're kind of making jafar more politically minded aren't they yeah they sure are i think both, both with him and jasmine that's kind of like they kind of want to go more into what you actually do with power mm-hmm. yeah it's just i don't know it just didn't nothing they did with jafar worked for me at all really uh and so you have jasmine kind of waiting for him to come back and uh yeah the cave of wonders and he sees the the magic carpet and i can't remember exactly what they do in the original when he sees the magic carpet but i do think in a live action movie the fact that he was just kind of like oh look a magic carpet (laughs) i would have probably been a little more excited i don't know that's just me that's kind of cool (laughs) i don't think he reacted that he he wasn't that that um there wasn't a dramatic reaction in the in the original. Yeah, animated. That's fair. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, they've got all these different rubies. And uh, he gets the lamp. And then Abu holds this like giant ruby kind of thing. And uh, that... It's not even that impressive a ruby, really. <laughs> not really. It just kind of falls down. And they, they, it's kind of implied that there's kind of this spell in the cave that makes you want to take the treasure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there's kind of this this scene where the treasure turns to lava and, he, there's, and he's on the carpet and there's action. It doesn't, even all, it doesn't even all turn to lava though, does it? No, I don't, I don't think there's so. There's still quite a lot left over after the cave seals itself and he's in there with the genie. That's true. That's true. And of course, Abu steals the lamp and he rubs the lamp and he says, oh, terrible. And the genie says, oh, terrible one that commands me. I stand by my oath, three wishes. And he asks him, where's your boss? And he says, there's always a guy. There's always a boss. Hmm. (laughs) That was pretty good. That's that's more Will Smith style, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, How did you feel about... I guess this iteration of the genie uh, and uh, the look of it. The what did you think? Yeah. Well, the look, well, the look as you as you say, I think it would have been difficult to uh, to do something really that looked really good in live action because it was originally meant to be animated. 
Yeah. I didn't find it was it was so bad as it that it was distracting. Yeah. I don't know. I really I did not like I did not like the CGI. Uh I did not like really almost anything with blue genie. When it's him as a normal person, then I liked it way better. But I don't know, I just felt like Friend Like Me was really bland. It just it felt like I was watching a cruise show version of this song like it there was nothing they did in my opinion to kind of make it funny in its own way or make it especially memorable or i don't know i just i didn't like it it was like the the original ideas with extra special effects wasn't it yeah like it would have been so good if they had i'm just pulling stuff out of like why not make fun of other current things like they did in the original like have a joke about I don't know, have a joke about Ellen or have a joke about uh, Jimmy Fallon or, you know, just whatever, like popular. You don't want to do a Trump joke because that would be no. very controversial, but just stuff that, because that was what the original uh, never friend like me was full of that. You know, there's like a Lawrence Welk joke. There's, there's just all of this just riffing, riffing, riffing. And I just felt like it just felt flat to me. Yeah, because I don't think there's really much point in trying to make the film timeless, is there? Because it's not gonna. No. It's not. It, it, it's never really going to be timeless. No, I mean none of these remakes are are timeless. No. Uh, they're all sort of creatures of the moment. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think this Maleficent two is gonna do terribly, and why the uh, the Alice two did. Uh, the only thing the Maleficent two has going for it is it's opening right before Halloween, which is brilliant, but. Mm. I don't know. But they weren't certainly going for the kind of anachronistic humor, weren't they? Like these, these, like, these like jokes about modern things like the airline stewardess and mm-hmm. uh, he, just like in the same way that Ron Williams did it. But it, he, he, I did he? I don't even remember that. But yeah. No, I think, uh, well, there, well, there was a bit, there was a bit of it with a stewardess like after he'd, after he'd gotten them out of the cave. Oh, so that right, a, that right, right. That was the example that came to mind. But it, but it was like doing it, it, it was the same, well, same kind of approach, the same kind of approach to the jokes. No, not in the same way that Robin Williams did exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the same kind of theme. Well, and there's a little joke about when you say make me a prince, <laughs> that was a yeah. pretty good one. I like that. Uh, and he tells, he tells him not enough money and power. Uh, there's not enough money or power in the world to be satisfied. Yeah, just, it's just like if you want power and money, then you're never going to have you're never going to have enough to satisfy you if that if that's what you want out of life yeah and uh so he kind of tricks him to get them out of the cave because he doesn't rub the lamp well, i thought that was a bit weird yeah because yeah. in the original he just kind of talks talks about it being oh it'd be great to get out <laughs> i wish we could get outside i were you managed to say it without saying it and so he, uh, he gets it out, but that was it wasn't a, a big deal. Yeah. You notice that in this one, Gene never says he's not allowed to kill anybody. He, say, he says he can't make people fall in love. He says he can't bring people back from the dead. He says he can't wish for more wishes, but he never mentions not killing anyone. So I actually, oh, I noticed that. I actually wondered right. if he was going to kill anyone. Yeah, so that's does. true. That's a good point. The whole, when he, the way that they kind of rewind the, the footage and it, all of a sudden yeah. they're in a movie theater. Yeah, with the little audience at the bottom. Yeah, that was that was cute. I like that. That was clever. 
be very specific in your in your wishes that was pretty funny and there's a whole sort of sequence about him being the fashion designer and yeah. uh ghetto chic and <laughs> genie designer and that was that was pretty good and uh <laughs> i think it's me strictly me people will only recognize what i allow them to see yeah. and so this was this is another kind of attempt by these remakers to sort of explain quote unquote a plot hole yeah. supposedly of the original like why yeah, Jafar, Jafar doesn't recognize him does he in the original yeah. when he's when he shows up as Prince Ali right yeah. and I they do the same thing in Cinderella don't they they're afraid of God and they say to Cinderella yeah the people who know you aren't going to recognize you right and they do that also in uh in well I mean as far as explaining things that aren't really a plot hole or just are fine but they uh they explain things in beauty and the beast as well i don't know whatever i guess if people were really bothered by that plot line they have an answer now so yeah. good job uh <laughs> but uh the let's see here so yeah so then they get to prince ali number and it just i just thought that sure it was a pretty fun parade that yeah. they put on but there were no jokes like i'm one of my favorite parts of the original aladdin was is the uh, don't they look lovely june fabulous harry i love the feathers <laughs> i love that and not that you had to do the same joke but i was just like why aren't there any jokes yeah it just feels like the one the the one bit where the genie shapeshift is when he's in drag yeah that's the only one yeah, and you just think if you're going to do it that once, then it kind of feels a bit weird. Why don't you just do it, do it more? Yeah, yeah. it. Uh, it's. Uh, it, yeah. He's just like walking in front of the parade, just singing, isn't he? Yeah, it just uh, didn't do it for me. I I didn't like it, uh, but I did love the scene with Aladdin meeting uh, the Sultan, yeah. and that's it. That was very different from the original, isn't it? Because in the original, he's all, he's very confident and full of himself. And this, and this time around, he just, he's not, he's not really sure what to do. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I mean, the whole jams thing, yam jams, date jams, jams yeah. <laughs> seedless jams. Uh, away like, from the jams. Yeah, that was really, that was funny to me. And it, it's very, it is very much sort of hitch kind of at this point. And it was definitely my favorite part of the movie and my favorite part of Will Smith in the movie for sure. And I like he said, it's cold and dark in that lamp, but I prefer it to this. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so, uh, so, and he, you know, he tells, he tells a lot and you're not messing up my my night and how did you feel about the fact that they did have sort of this this love interest angle for the genie well he, i didn't really mind it it was he it didn't, didn't really feel that necessary yeah it wasn't it didn't make a big contribution but it was he, i didn't feel i didn't find it was particularly cringeworthy or anything like that yeah i mean i liked I it i didn't think way. it was quite funny when he was He's first giving her flowers and then asking her to to come on a stroll, and she's yeah. like, "Just excuse me a minute," and then doing this little squee with Jasmine. Yeah, that was cute. You go, girlfriend. <laughs> I I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. That's for sure. 
I because when I first heard, oh, they're giving him a love interest, I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. But uh, it, it it was it was cute enough, yeah. and uh, so. And <laughs> some people thought that Dahlia was going to turn out to be evil or something, like working with Jafar, because because she was a completely original character, so we didn't so people didn't really know what she was going to be about. Yeah. Well, well, some people have been debating on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, Jafar talks to Ali and says, I know who you are, a man of great ambition like myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they have that interaction. It is, it is all, it all a bit different, like interaction, because Jafar's not plotting to marry Jasmine at this point, is he? No. And so you get Billy Magnuson back and... Yeah. Uh, and Jeannie tells Aladdin, you have got to be more confident about what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Prince Ali got you through the door. Aladdin gets the girl. So I thought that, and like I said, I thought this whole party scene really worked. It, and we were promised this sort of Bollywood feel. And I think this is the only scene where you get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And and then unless you're counting the the ending. Yeah, the end the, credits, yeah. Credits. Like, kind of like Slumdog Millionaire style ending dance sequence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I liked, obviously, that scene where he's kind of moving Aladdin towards Jasmine. That was very was funny. Better. And <laughs> there's also, you have Aladdin showing up after the party, showing up at Jasmine's uh, room, and she's looking for a babwa on the map and that was a pretty cute little gag on the map of showing disneyland it says fantasy land doesn't it yeah fantasy land. i think it even has myself. the castle if i'm not mistaken i think it does yeah disneyland castle and you see a 2d animated gd that was cute i liked that and <laughs> uh the uh and then he they talk about seeing the world and and uh, he tells her sometimes princess you just have to take a risk and uh, we get the whole new world sequence right. how did yeah, you feel right. about a whole new world yeah. like yeah, i like the uh, i like what they did with the music and the um the, and the actual visuals of the of the sequence the way they they don't they, they don't seem to go as far as they did in the original it seems to go all the way to china yeah, yeah don't they but no, they're going along a river and a, and a waterfall along the ocean that's nice. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't feel the um like the ma- the male singing was quite as good. No. Like, I mean, no. Now it's probably fine. Yeah, I agree. There was a little bit of a difference between the two. Yeah, it, was kind of, it was kind of abrupt in ending his uh, in ending his sentences. Well, like oh, I can show you the world. Like yeah. That. I I I thought it was well sung though i enjoyed it i thought that it was about as good as i personally could have hoped for maybe that was low expectations but i liked it i thought the whole sequence was nice because i thought they had really good chemistry and uh it i liked the i did i liked the fact that jasmine figured out that he was aladdin and because it makes her look smarter which i i thought was 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 fine and fun and because uh, he she figures she calls out uh, abu and she, of course he he knows and she but he convinces her that he really is ali but was just pretending to be aladdin yeah <laughs> I, I didn't really get the impression that jasmine had been had been suspicious of it before that point 
Yeah, I mean, it's all pretty rushed. So yeah. she's really only had. Uh, she's. They, they do you trust me? She just had the party. That's the only. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in the scene with the jams, but. And we hear people don't see you when you're royalty, and uh, so. Yeah, and we get a kiss at the end, which is different than the animated kiss, which is one of my favorite Disney kisses. That is a nice one, yeah. Yeah, because I like the way in the animated film, the way the carpet kind of boosts him up there like that. And But I'm fine with that, whatever. Uh, But it was a little bit different. I liked when he got home and he's telling Jeannie about it all and about his, his lie to jasmine and he says he says i i sort of am a prince now mm-hmm. and Jeannie says so you're gonna drink from that cup <laughs> which i thought was pretty good i liked that it's like it's like going in like the opposite direction from the from the original is it like where yeah. he's like like, the, like he starts off like feeling like he is a prince and then feeling like he's an imposter whereas mm-hmm. now he, start, he starts off feeling like an imposter and then and yeah. believing he's a prince you're right. That's true. Uh, and so Jafar, he ends up drowning Aladdin to try to prove that he has the lamp. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they, they, that they kind of changed this, like where, where Aladdin, you know, Jafar actually figures out that, that he is Aladdin at that point and that he, and they're trying to drown him to make he, to see whether he survives or not. Yeah, and that was a very Guy Ritchie moment as well when he's thrown out the window and you see it kind of go in slow motion and he goes towards the water. That was a very Guy Ritchie moment to me. I was kind of wondering if they changed it because in the original it kind of seems like the the guards are perfectly happy to just murder a visiting prince just because (laughs) Jafar tells them to. Right, yeah, that's true, yeah. And and he says that they say it's a, a team effort uh this is strictly a team effort and the jafar has everyone fooled uh and uh then it says not everyone and uh so she has it doesn't have jasmine fooled and uh let's see here uh and that you know she says that if what you said is true uh, he's that he tried and then he tried to kill prince ali yeah. so there's kind of that and you also get a scene of Jafar trying to stop the Sultan and then Aladdin destroying Jafar's staff. And uh, then, and I thought that that was, it was kind of weird because Jafar, and even in the original, it's a little bit weird Jafar's magic because obviously the genie is magic, but, (laughs) uh, but I don't know. It just, again, it kind of felt a little bit out of place in a live action world. Whereas in animation, I guess I'm a little more forgiving of some of these kind of things. But why is he the only only one that seems to be magic? But but anyway, uh, Aladdin destroys the staff, and they put Jafar in the dungeon. And this is when we start getting Hakim storyline, which I just thought was weird. Uh, that he's loyal to the Sultan above all, and uh, that Aladdin is gone. I'm Prince Ali now and uh the and the genie says you're going to keep living uh, a lie you're going to keep living a lie and that and you'd rather lie to the person that you love uh, the more you gain by pretending uh, the less you'll have 
Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of, at this point, I was really kind of feeling the, the connection between Aladdin and the genie like I was in the original. Like, genie, yeah. genie says, as he doesn't really, he's not really that bothered about Aladdin not wishing him free. Right. He, he, he's more concerned about Aladdin living a lie and how that's going to affect everybody else. Yeah, because it's whereas, kind whereas of... in the original, he, is, he, he does feel betrayed by the fact yeah. that Aladdin promised to set him free and now he's not going to. Yeah, it's kind of devastating when he does it. And then when he does, it's really a, a really emotional moment. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah. No, so, so I wasn't feeling it in the, in the same way in this film. Yeah, I agree. He goes out and he, the lamp gets stolen by Jafar. Uh, and uh, you get a little bit of a, so he becomes Sultan. You get a little a one jump reprise there. And there's confrontation between Jafar and, and everyone. <laughs> They're all in that whole room. Jafar's yeah. sitting there. And uh, you, they did get rid of the red jasmine. The the uh, the whole sort of ending was all very different. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It kind of does feel like why why does he waste one of his wishes on being sultan? Yeah. He says he's sultan, and then and then Hakim the guard is yeah yes you must be sultan. Yeah. Until, until Jasmine says no, he's not. Yeah, why didn't he just use his? I'm guessing his staff was broken at that point, but you kind of wonder what he, what's the wish kind of. You kind of wonder what the way he, how the wish works, whether how like his his name appears on any official documents or anything like that. It's yeah, it's all yeah. a bit ambiguous. But I mean, I guess yeah, the wishes change the law and stuff. Like in the, they're going to yeah. change the law about who you marry and, and things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Hakeem, his loyalty is tested, uh, and then immediately. Jafar wants to invade Sharaba, and uh, then that's when uh, he tells Jasmine to stay silent, and everybody freezes, and we get this speechless song yeah. in a more uh, bigger way than in the original. Did you think it was a bit weird that uh, just how they staged that? Where, like it yeah. seems like it's playing out in real time, and then everyone starts disappearing, and you realize yeah. that Jasmine is just imagining the whole thing. It was weird. It it yeah. totally takes you out of the movie. It totally yeah. doesn't feel. I like the song, and I thought she sang it very well, but I I just it does feel very out of place. It it just takes you out of the movie. Like it it takes you out of the movie both stylistically as far as the music, but also stylistically for the time and place and where they're at and just everything. It and even it just in yeah. the moment having everybody freeze and and her because it hasn't it's been a a group effort movie it's not her movie it's aladdin's movie yeah and yeah you can, title yeah you right and you can make jasmine a more interesting character i have no problem with that in general i liked jasmine in this movie but it was just a little much it was a little much for me and it didn't really work even though i like the song and i thought she sang it really well yeah. Yeah, singing was fine. Just the style of the song, I didn't, I didn't go for. Yeah, I agree. It, it just felt too much like pop. Yeah, and I feel like in the original, I've written down here, Jasmine was strong without trying so hard, you know, to be strong or to, I don't know, it was just more effortless. I would say. It just, it just feels like in films these days and, and TV, they they have to be blatant about it, don't they? Yeah, that's right, exactly right. And you get this whole scene with them calling out Hakeem, and. Uh, him 
uh, talking about, I know you're a man of honor and uh, that, I don't know, just was felt so weird. Yeah, it, felt like they, um, they were, it felt like they expected us to care more about Akeem than we actually did based on everything so in the weird. stories. It's, like, not, it's not really much of a factor up to that point. No, like I have to believe they ended up cutting a couple of scenes with him or something. What? It was weird. Like I, it would made more sense for her handmaiden. Was this we gotten to know her a little bit? I don't know somebody that we knew. It was weird. Like why? If this is supposed to be a really dynamic moment for jasmine why is the why is somebody we don't even know or care about making the crucial decision that's going to impact the jafar and everything like it was weird yeah yeah um well he says will you stand silently or uh or or do what is right and aladdin tries to get the lamp but uh then he's revealed by jafar to be the um, to be the imposter to be uh, aladdin and uh he's banished to the ends of the earth yeah. and uh that i thought was pretty much right out of the movie i was fine with fine with that i don't know i'm not sure how he gets back does he, he i mean he seems to go through a portal all the way to the arctic or wherever it is and then and then the carpet brings him back. So does Genie make another portal or something? I, I, I don't know. I just assumed he just, I, I guess I, I just assumed he took carpet. Yeah. Just like in the original, right? Yeah, in the original he just flies back to Agrabah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, Jafar knows that he could just kill them all. He's that powerful, but he wants them to suffer. And so I guess part of that suffering is he's going to force Jasmine to marry him. Yeah. I, was, I was expecting him to use his like i wish for princess jasmine to fall desperately in love with me at that point <laughs> because that would have made the sultan suffer certainly yeah and it's really funny because i always just laugh at these people in movies that want people that don't love them to marry them like what yeah. that's the worst thing i just that would be the worst life to ever happen like it would be awful yeah. i mean yeah, it's they married somebody who hates you like, yeah, it's one thing to have an arranged marriage or something like that where there's no feelings on either side. That's fine, I guess, if that's your belief. But but if someone actively hates you and you're their enemy, why would you want to marry them? Like, what? It's so I thought it was a bit weird that after all their effort to try and make <laughs> try, try and make Jasmine more of a, a more in, in their eyes of all is the stronger female character, they still have a Jafar trying to force her to marry him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, just so funny. I have the same thing with Gaston. I'm like, Gaston, why would you want to marry someone that hates you? It doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got this marriage and Jasmine ends up saying no, jumps off the carpet and, uh, and uh, with Aladdin. And uh, so uh, there you get this uh, whole, I forgot to write down it's yeah it's later on anyway iago is this eagle kind of character and i hated that that was awful and they made it mentioned to be like a, a rock from the arabian nights but is it he it does that he it does just seem like he's more just a giant version of himself and i can't remember when if i've written down when he becomes 
uh okay it's later on uh when he becomes a sorcerer versus the sultan but he doesn't have his staff and he's still there somehow there's clouds tornadoes and the carpet ends up getting kind of shred yeah we also don't get a prince ellie reprise no. which uh probably because this actor probably can't sing yeah. but he i love get that to show he just get to show off his powerful magic that much does he no it's mostly like he's, he changes the yago and he make, makes people float and puts the what looks like a cruciatus curse on them yeah yeah, yeah. he says i hold the lamp i hold the power and uh so then he's i can destroy kingdoms and uh you're either the so he says who made you a sultan he says you're either the most powerful man in the room or nothing and uh so then he i did feel like in this version it's it's very kind of mean that he pulls iago into the lamp with him when he gets howard you're coming with me i mean he hasn't really done anything that bad for poor parrot yeah. I will say that he, most of the CGI, as I said, didn't bother me, but he, the, the genie Jafar looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's. Yeah. It looked that's like he, true. What, what it reminded me of it, he, you remember the, um, in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, towards the end, one of the henchmen actually becomes like a copy of Mr. Hyde, this big purple Mr. Hyde. It reminded me of that. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but I trust you. <laughs> uh, so yeah he he goes from the sorcerer is when he's i can destroy kingdoms and and for a little bit and uh then uh, aladdin uh once the genie is i mean once jafar is in the lamp then and i've always been curious even in the original when some poor soul <laughs> rubs that lamp they're gonna have the most belligerent genie giving them their wishes did, did you not see the the return of jafar yeah. yeah that's true i i haven't i haven't seen that in a long time many 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 years i need to watch it again but uh, it, was so like genie, a, it was like a pilot for the tv series yeah so aladdin apologizes genie fixes the carpet uh and he offers for the third wish uh, to, oh, yeah, you, can pay, you can fix the carpet without having anyone needing to wish for it yeah that's true uh maybe it's just other magical items he can <laughs> he can fix i don't know uh but uh it's just humans he can't fix but who knows uh and so he offers to make him a warrior he offers to change the law for him and then aladdin sets the genie free and that was fine it was good i liked it just fine but it seems like he becomes a normal human without any powers once he's free doesn't it yeah and just it's not the same as in the original with i'm free i'm free and I, maybe part of it is because now we know what happened with robin williams and so that scene in the original just makes me just cry every time it's so emotional and and uh it's it's just a beautiful moment between these friends and in this it's a little bit more like thanks yeah <laughs> that was nice of you <laughs> uh, but uh he's and he's, of course you don't get the uh i'm off to see the world <laughs> yeah. 
and I'm just gonna go uh, get a boat. Yes, a boat with the handmaiden, and uh, so then uh, you see, you find out that Jasmine is going to be made the sultan, and they can change the law, and Aladdin leaves the palace, and she says, "Stop, thief! The sultan commands it." and you get our kind of ending there and you get their wedding and yeah. it's kind of a bollywood style so that's basically the movie and yeah. what, what do you think a friend like me with dj khaled <laughs> well, i think he, i think i probably only left once the uh he, once the bollywood sequence was over oh did you okay yeah. Yeah, that was it. Was fun. Uh, I mean, I didn't really like the DJ Khaled part, but uh, I don't know. It was just something different. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I've seen it twice, and it's. I think it's, it's not awful. I didn't want to die watching it. It has its pluses. I liked Aladdin and Jasmine, and, but I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't think it was particularly great, or special, or memorable. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy myself overall. There was more good than bad, but uh -huh. I didn't enjoy myself to a, a spectacular degree. No, only all right. Did you see um, Dumbo? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't that bothered about Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I liked Dumbo. I don't know. It, it hit me just on the right day and the right week, but mm. I have to go see it again to kind of decide how I really feel about it. I think, but yeah. I don't know. These just live action remakes, just not my favorite. It was yeah. harmless. This was harmless. It had some good things about it. It had a good lead, two characters. It had a really, I liked Hitch version of Will Smith, uh, Genie. And it wasn't, I'm not offended by it or anything like that. It was fine, but it wasn't, wasn't enough. I couldn't re recommend yeah, it. I think, yeah, I think um, I was, I was looking forward to this one more than I'm looking forward to the Lion King. The, the new Lion King, yeah. I think yeah. like I don't I don't really like either film has been marketed that well, but at least with this one it looks like they, you, you could tell they were doing some things differently, whereas the Lion King just looks exactly the same apart from yeah. the more jungle book effects. I mean it's picking poison for me. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought this one was I guess better than I thought it was i thought this one was better than i thought it was going to be because i didn't think it would look i thought it looked awful and it was just fine uh i was mixed on it there were things i liked things i didn't like and but you know that's all i can really say I was, about it i was it. hoping it was going to be a little bit better than it was yeah i was trying to keep an like, open mind about any real expectations but i knew i wasn't going to like it as much as the original yeah but i was hoping for a little bit better that's that that's that's fair so anyway it'll be interesting to see what uh people uh i don't know what people really think about it and how it ends up i mean i think it's just one of those ones that can be forgot about very yeah. quickly but we'll see i guess that's been he's been doing pretty well at the box office on its yeah. first weekend doesn't it yeah surprisingly well in my opinion at least yeah. i i, I thought it was like just over what was estimated yeah, because they had 84, they were estimating uh, close to, I think, around 90 million. And they were right. It got 84 for the weekend, not the four-day weekend, just the three-day weekend. And that was a lot more than I thought it was going to, I was thinking it was going to be more like 60. So good, good job. I was joking on Twitter today. I'm like, 
congratulations to Disney for somehow making your remake of Aladdin be an underdog story. <laughs> yeah. You can never be like, oh, that was better than I thought. I was like, it, it's, I don't know, it's just funny. But. It's, competing, it's competing against the secret life of pets too right now, isn't it? <laughs> Not quite yet. Uh, they did a, um, a special early Fandango event screening of Secret Life of Pets 2, but it was competing. There were two smaller releases uh, in the, the theaters that came out that uh, were both R-rated. Uh, so it, it was a good spot for it. And, and John Wick 3, so all three R-rated. I mean, so that definitely got, helped it. Next, yeah, next week we have uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. And because the only other, and, you know, because then you had if people consider Endgame, which I don't really consider a family film, but I know yeah. a lot of families went to it, but uh, it was it was really the only family film out right now, which was, I think, pretty I mean, ugly dolls, but nobody went to see that. So, yeah. <laughs> poor thing. But anyway, that's the Aladdin. So, if you're listening, let us know what you thought of Aladdin, the various different parts we talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Jafar or jasmine or aladdin or all the different things the music <laughs> genie all that stuff we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh so richard where can people find you on social media and all that fun stuff well my blog is at uh, velociraptor256.wordpress.com i can also be found on twitter at uh, rj underscore southworth great and are you going to do a, an aladdin review you think i've done one on my blog yeah oh did you i missed it sorry about that i'll check it out uh but yeah make sure you're following richard and uh, you can follow me at rachel's reviews all of our social media and on itunes and youtube if you're listening on itunes if you could give us your ratings and reviews really appreciate it and if you are listening on youtube you can give us thumbs up subscribe to the channel really appreciate that as well and uh, thanks so much this was really fun to do and if you want more access to rachel's reviews to hallmarkies channel to all the different things that i talk about uh, please consider becoming a patron of the channel we give you some exclusive uh, early reviews early content and we have a facebook group that talks about uh, all of these different things that we're doing and so it's really fun and it's only uh, you can start at two dollars a month so please check that out and uh, so thanks again for doing this. I really enjoyed talking about it. It was fun. Okay. And uh, so we'll have to get together because we used to do stuff all the time, but it's been a little bit of a while. So uh, hopefully we can uh, record again soon. Yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> Bye.